Sometimes the world just needs a hero to help cut through all the noise. Well, now you have two. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to yet another amazing episode of Your Heroes of Noise. I am sitting across from a person that has a very special day today and we're doing a podcast regardless let me tell you something this dude for the last four years has been a bright shining moment weekly in my life he has helped me in ways that he will never understand having him a person a friend like this in my life has been a pleasure and i am getting the honor of having yet one more year with this amazing individual ladies and gentlemen the other half is the incredible amenable danathan ramirez Thank you, Steve, for that introduction. Maybe next year, maybe a little more energy. You know what I'm saying? Just, just no, no doubt, no doubt. Ha- just a little bit. Gee, happy birth! Everyone, sing along. Everyone, sing along. And I'm assuming you're doing it in your car. It is Dan's birthday, dude. Happy birthday, Thank man! You, dude. I appreciate it. I look forward to 48. No, you don't. You don't. I look forward Trust me, to you it. Don't. <laughs> I really do, dude. I I think that like it's that's when the the like 50 is where. I'm going to be like, okay, life is cool. I'm not going to do no massive changes. I'm just chilling. And so 50, I'm looking forward to. There's going to be a certain point in my life, and I think I'm knocking on its door right now where I just stop giving all fucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking 50 is probably going to be that time. 60, game over. Because you ever notice people that are like 60 years old, they have no filter whatsoever. They will just say with the, the first thing oh, that's sure. on their mind. They just say it. That's where I want to be. Oh, for sure, dude. And also, like, it, it gives you a. I was uh, talking to my mom about how I can't wait to be sixty or you know seventy. She's like, "Why?" I talked to a dude at the church I play for, and um, if I ever tell him like, "Oh, this happened this week," he's always like, "So what?" Because he has such a wide view at seventy years old. And one day we were just talking. And he said, "Oh, because uh, he had cut off his fingers." <laughs> what, I was like, "You cut off your freaking fingers when you're at church?" <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> slow down okay (laughs) oh because you know he just cut off his fingers and anyway i was like just what what you can't just gloss over that i know he was using a table saw oh you talked about this guy that's right we talked about him yeah he was like whatever and then he's then later on he's like yeah i got shot in the leg i got shot down in a plane a 50 cal hit my leg and i said only a 70 year old has so much of a wide view that that's not the first thing you tell somebody when you meet him like, he's lived for 70 years, so the big deals aren't big deals to him. My big deals are nothing to him. What was your problem, by the way? Uh, it was a, um, I think I was talking to him about, like, a relationship issue. I had just, like, broken up, and, yeah, I'm single again. He's like, yeah, whatever. What else is going on? Because he knew, in the, by the time you're my age, that's going to be a nothing. So let's talk about things that actually matter in your life. These are things. How's the job? How's the family? How? I'm like, you know, you're right. He's like, I don't care about your freaking girlfriends that you're breaking up with. I just want to make sure, just for clarity, because you are Steve Hudson. So this would not surprise mm-hmm. me one bit. Is this an old story or is this new news you're telling me right now? Oh, this is old okay. story. I was just making sure that there was no trouble in paradise. Oh, no, 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 no. This was a, this, it just, it just, when I was telling my mom, I was like, when, because if in my life, if I got shot down out of a plane in my, in a, in a 50 cal hit my leg, if they were like, hi, my name is John, I'd be like, hi, I've gotten shot. <laughs> we're starting. That's where that started. Cause that's the biggest thing in my life for him. It's like, even if it was the biggest thing, 
so many things have happened since then that it's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got shot down. And I'm like, I want that life where if someone comes up to me, he's like, man, I flunked out of college. I could be like, and how's your day going? Because you're not going to even remember this when you're when you grow up. It's not a big deal. So what? What are you going to do next? I want that level of abstraction where it's just like, yeah, it's not a big deal. I've got an ulcer on my foot. Your problems are minimal. (laughs) (laughs) On my third hip replacement. (laughs) Fuck you. I'm about to get really, really gross. Uh, And I don't know why my friends tell me this, but like at 42, 43, a lot of my friends are getting hemorrhoids. I think it's in the air. This is a thing. Is it really? Well, not for the kid, but yeah. It's a no, thing. I know. But I tell them, I'm like, you must be eating something wrong. But then another friend tells me, he's like, dude, I've been suffering with that. I'm like, are y'all eating the same thing? Is everyone in the world at 42, all of a sudden, they're like, I'm going to drink this hemorrhoid thing <laughs> to give. What happens? That y'all got any everything. more of them hemorrhoid pills? <laughs> well, dude, I think I think I know why. I have uh, at least oh, one cool. theory. Possibly two, but I know this is this is a there's a reason why this happens. Okay, I'd like to hear your number two theory. <laughs> That's a poop joke, ladies and gentlemen. He's on today. My man is on today. All right, <laughs> All right G. This is what it is. Okay. Speaking of poop. Okay. It's pooping too long. Like like people go into the bathroom. Okay, I'm not saying any names. But they go into the bathroom. <laughs> that sounds bad. That makes it sound like someone I know has. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> I'll start over. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you might want to just do that. You have to forgive me, folks. I'm old now. I'm senile. I say shit that doesn't make sense sometimes. Stop. So, like, people go into the bathroom, Steve, and they get their they bring their phone with them. And then they get involved yes. in Twitter timelines and, and Facebook arguments and reading the news and, and looking at the day trading and shit like that. And you spend too much time on the toilet in that position. That's what's going to happen. Or second part oh. to the poop theory. This is true, by the way. Sometimes you have to be patient when you're doing your thing. When you make oh. a doo doo, you got to slow it down a little bit. And and you know I've been noticing this with the whole DDPY thing. Like the breathing really helps. If you got, <clears throat> I'm not going to. I'm not. <laughs> fuck it. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it. Let's just say, ladies and gentlemen, that I've had a uh, a dietary change, okay? And I was eating like shit for a long time and drinking way too much. And um, uh-huh. let's just say things things were a bit messy sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Now, I have changed my diet somewhat, somewhat. I still need to really work on that. But the uh, with the exception mm-hmm. of last night, Steve, and Tuesday, since I haven't really been drinking in two months, mu- I haven't had a drink in two months, Um Things change uh, 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 structurally. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I have learned mm-hmm. that you cannot. Uh, Mariah Carey said it best, Steve. Love takes time. You know what I mean? Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that jam. Sometimes you can't force these things to happen. You can't hurry love. I think I think Phil Collins also said it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So if you're pushing too hard, Steve, the roids are going to come. Long story short. Is that so? The roids—that's just—that's just a byproduct of. Yeah, it's just—it's a butt balloon, is what it is. It looks like those little like I, I've seen a lot of hemorrhoids in my day, being that I'm in a certain line of work. Oh no, I want to hear this now. What what's going on here? No, no, I'm just saying because you know we've talked about this. I do the barium enema tips, right? Oh, oh, that's what we're talking about. These days, I'm not doing barium enema tips anymore, Steve. Now, what I'm doing is I'm putting a probe 
<laughs> that is approximately I would say uh let's just let's just say it. It's it's roughly a foot long. Jeez. Got to put probes in in dudes now to to uh, scan their their prostates. Which makes sense. That makes sense. That's what I do, ladies and gentlemen. When I'm not podcasting, I'm putting probes in people's asses and checking out their prostates. That's what I do. And our, it's funny. It's not funny. It's it's interesting because you're really uh, like we've discussed before. A lot of these guys, this is like the scariest day of their life. They think, oh boy. Most people are pretty cool about it, and you know, I mean, you're always going to have a level of discomfort because it's the anticipation. You don't know this person behind you, right? You don't know what's coming. So it's like, yeah, I could imagine the stress level. It's the ones that, oh god. Every once in a great while, I think maybe I've, I've, I've talked to three of these people in my career. This is including the Barry Menemus too, where they're like, you know, I'm not gay. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gay. Oh, Jesus. You are today, sir. That's what I say, just to make it oh, comfortable. Oh, Jesus. I'm just Do you say that? No, of course not. Oh. But but <laughs> it's just funny to me. Like, like yeah, cool. Like, this is a medical exam. I don't know. It just trips me out when people say, I'm not gay, you know. Okay, cool. Great. That's awesome. Neither am I. How, how often do you get people, they, they, uh, ask you how like you know like so how does it look and you're like i honestly don't know i mean does it look i mean does it look clean and you're like i don't know you know what i mean because you're the i would ask you too if i'm getting a prosthetic done like how does it is does it look like everything is okay in the screen you're like hey look well first of all they can't you. talk to us while it's i mean i guess they could talk to us while it's happening but they would have to squeeze the bulb and you know make a a, a deal out of it oh, so okay. normally they're just okay. normally they're just like trying to get it done uh, my time's coming, oh, I think. We all have that time. I'd be so nervous. Like I, I know, but you'd, I'd be like, what are they going to see? What's going to happen? Oh, my God. I just realized right now I'm two years shy of a colonoscopy. You could get it now. I could, but that's I'd rather, you know. You, would, you wouldn't want to be like, look, just to be safe? No, no, no. I, had a, uh, I went to the doctor like several years ago. I feel like I've told mm-hmm. this story. I know I've told people this story, but... Um, it was the pro. It was going to be for the prostate finger probe exam. Is what I thought was going to be happening. Hello, and um, Moon River. I, yeah, I mean, I, I would be lying if I just. I don't know what it is. I was just. I was. My doctor has very. He had very long fingers and big giant hands. <laughs> That's the truth. And and it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't like I just like I'm putting myself in the role of what I was just talking about. Like I ain't no gay guy or anything like that. It was just like that's a long finger, man. I, I, that's that's new. That's <laughs> a new thing, you know. So. I, and, and, and then here's the other thing too. Like, I don't want to like talk like I'm stealing John Mulaney's, uh, you know, his his performance. But you get worried like something's gonna happen. You know what I mean? So like, oh, I would imagine so. Yeah, dude. you know, I didn't yes. want the dude pulling out like, oh well, huh, where'd you go, Domino's? Or you know what I'm saying? I don't want that happening. Well, oh, but that's the most normal thing in the world. I understand that. I get it. I mean, I'm in a clinical environment for my job. But it's funny how the, the at least for me, like it changes. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm probably a terrible patient. All my clinical education just goes out the window when it's like me, if that makes any sense. Anyway. I believe it. Yeah. No, it's just it's it. one of those things. But anyway, um, so when I was scheduled to go to have this exam, I'm like eating right. I'm not trying to. I wanted to have a um, a clear experience. Do you know what I'm saying? Understandable. So, Understandable. And then, like, I'm driving. I go, I'm leaving. I'm going to go now. I'm going to go to my doctor appointment and I'm leaving to work. And I stop off at the local Walgreens and I pick up some uh, some baby wipes. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make sure everything's. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 a, <laughs> I'm a courteous guy. Jesus. Steve, and I wanted to make sure that, you know, when, when you 
You know, I didn't want any remnants yes. back there is what I'm saying. You're being kind. I'm yes. being kind. I didn't want to hit him with a whiff of something or just, I just, it's dirty back there, Steve. It's, I don't know if you're aware of that or not, but the butt's a dirty. That's place. what we all, yeah, we all, we kind of understand that. So I just want to make sure I was clean. So I take care of all this and I go into the doctor's office and I'm nervous. I'm not nervous. Just I'm not, I'm anticipating this being uncomfortable is what it is. I'm just like, oh man, I'm not ready for this. This dude, I'm not even kidding. This dude has some seriously long hands. So he comes in and I'm like, all right, man, let's just, let's do this. Um, and I'm literally like that to him. Like he, you know, he, I've, uh, I established a rapport with him cause he's a younger guy. So we kind of grew up together, yes. if you will. So he's kind of laughing at me. He's like, you know, um, yeah, you're, it's not time for that. Like we can just do this with a blood test. And I'm all, oh man. I had oh, myself, snap I had myself, word? Yeah, it's called the PSA. But I had myself like so wound up about this that I might as well have just basically been like, like, you know how like a, you spread them when you're uh, uh, touching a not spread them bad term, but like um, when you're like <laughs> how people are when they're getting frisked on a cop car or something like that. Absolutely, that's yes. Sort of how I was. Like, let's just do it, dude. <laughs> He's like, no. You, I mean, I, I would have done that too. I'd been like, let's get it done. Yeah, let's go, motherfucker. Let's do this, you and me, right now. I didn't know it was a PS. I, we could actually have. A, I can get a blood test for this stuff. Certain doctors, I think, feel that if you're within a certain age range, you don't have to do the finger probe. They check your PSA level first. And if your PSA level is normal, oh, that's smart. that means that you don't have an enlarged or a possibly enlarged prostate, and then they don't go in with the probe. Oh, well, that's kind of cool. We learn something every day, people. This is a podcast where one learns. You know, some people have birthday shows, and there's like celebrations and guests and stuff. I'm just talking about my prostate, basically. I, dude... That's the sad part is, man, you're like, are there any plans? What are we, what are you doing today? Like what's happening for your birthday, bro? What's happening? You're listening to it, baby. That's it. I'm, I'm actually chilling. after now, after this, um, what am I going to do? I'm probably going to kick back. I'm going to watch a little Mandalorian perhaps. Uh, I can't go into it. There didn't seem to be a preview embargo. So I'll go ahead and say it. I think I'm going to watch the, uh, I have a screener for the Selena series. <laughs> I'm going to be watching that Steve. Oh, that's going to be fun. Who's playing Selena? It ain't Jennifer Lopez. I'll tell you that much. Is it a doc? No. It's, or is it's it just a, a movie? It's a show. Okay. It's a show. Yeah. But there doesn't seem to be a preview embargo on it. So like I can say that. I just can't like. Oh, cool. Or premiere rather. I can, I can, I can say that I'm going to watch this, but that's okay. not. Well, yeah. before we get into it, before we get into the depths of things, because yeah, I yeah. have more questions about your birthday. Oh, uh, you want to do the contact information? Oh, I suppose I could do the contact information, Steve. I mean, this is that's what I do, right? Hey, what's going on? My name is Dan Ramirez, and welcome to the Heroes of Noise podcast, blah, 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 blah. You are listening to The Birthday Show. It's really not a birthday show. It just happens to be my birthday today, but I thought I'd say it because I'm really not one of those guys that does the birthday thing. However, today I will. Now, about this show. We're called Heroes of Noise. Hello. And uh, if you want to get a hold of us, this is how you do so. Hit us up at heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. That is heroesofnoisepodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, hit us up at Heroes of Noise. You can hit me up, Dan, at Dan Q Public. Let me say that again. It's just, I'm Dan, and it's just Dan Q Public, okay? That's what you do. Steve, on the other hand, is S-E underscore Hudson Music. That's how you're going to find that cat. Or you can just go on over to www.heroesofnoise.com. I don't like to like name drop and shit, but we got a little thing going on over there. You know, you can check us out. Look at our, our catalog, if you will. The past experience. You could, you, could, you could get to know us all over again. Maybe buy a shirt or something like that. Maybe like leave a voicemail. You can do that too. All of these things can be done at heroesofnoise.com. Subscribe to other people's shows because that's the kind of guys we are. Subscribe to our show and, uh, you know, hang out. Have yourself a day. You know, pack a lunch. Just make a day out of it. 
other than that, I'm going to go ahead and turn it back because there's someone on the other side of, the, of this microphone that is making a whole bunch of fucking noise and I can't concentrate. So, ladies and gentlemen, Steve, the noise man, the Tasmanian Devil Hudson. Steve, Steve, what's so, the, Steve what? I'm sorry. I, I know I do this to you like every time. I'll say Steve and then I and interrupt you. What the fuck are you doing over there right now? I was getting the, uh, okay, I don't like looking at the notes on my phone, uh-huh. so I use my iPad, you know, yeah. get an iPad and Okay, such. fancy pants. I was like, I'm going to make use of this thing. And let me tell you something, bro. This iPad Pro, <laughs> with this next update, the last recent update we got, oh my God. It's all right, huh? You like it? Holy crap the stuff it does like i'll accidentally be like rubbing my hand randomly on the screen and it would just do something i'm like oh but it's stuff i would never want to do like if you want them to go in circles i'm like why would i ever want my apps to go in i don't know but cool right (laughs) like i guess (laughs) it's cool but they but then it it is something i'd show my mom like mom check out the circle thing and she'll be like okay but when would you ever what circle what are you what are you talking about and and you still haven't told me what the fuck you were doing that was making so much noise well well, let's just go there first that's what i was going to get my ipad and you made that much noise going to get your ipad i made that much noise getting my ipad jesus and the thing is i'm the one that's going to sound like an asshole because they won't hear a bit of it (laughs) they don't hear a thing see this is what we do for you sorry i just thought about a voicemail that you might be playing today that's all i'm playing all of them today (laughs) We often ask you guys, at least I do, when I do the contact info, to send in voicemails to us or send in emails to us. And I have to admit, I have been slacking a little bit on those, mostly because we've had guests on for the month of October and we were trying to focus more on the guests, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We were giving them their time. So we have a whole bunch of voicemails and an email, which will inspire a game. You're going to get your socks knocked off in a little bit here, buddy. Ooh. All right. Are you ready? Yes. This is a voicemail that we have had since September 27th. Okay, so I apologize. It's not that long ago. It is November 6th. That's an entire month. And like I said, we didn't really play them. Like we played the ones last week because it it pertained to the show. We were asking for spooky stories and whatnot. But these ones really didn't have that. So I skipped them and now I'm going to play them. So first up. Oh, this is interesting, Steve. Um, You you know, when I uh, talk about my my days back in Nam and oh God, I'm going to get upset. You know, I'm always talking about my friend Garcia and how he's not around anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is either a sick joke or he's found me because this this says Garcia sent you a voice message on. Oh, I'm going to go ahead and play it. Hey, Dan, (laughs) it's your old friend. Garcia, <laughs> one of our old partners just put me onto your little podcast thing you're doing there. I just want to say I don't appreciate you telling everybody that I'm dead. Oh, he's angry. After all the times I saved your life, after all the bad burritos I saved you from, I was the one. That oh my god! I, I, I was the one that had to wipe with one of my socks. And you're always telling everybody that I'm the one that's gone. I miss you too, Dan. and I just don't think it's right that you're misrepresenting out there. So tell them the real stories about Garcia. Tell them how I survived. Okay, Garcia. All right, Dan Tanabi. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, you know, that voice sounds um, oddly familiar. Steve. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm usually I'm used to him being like I thought he was going to be like, "Hi, Stephen," like that, but he didn't do that. Oh, look at this one. This one says Garcia too. Hey, Dan. It's your friend Garcia again. I got cut off earlier. I don't know what happened. I was having a tickle fight with our buddy, the Dark Lord. Anyways, 
I know I'm always alive in your mind, and I wanted to thank you for keeping my memory alive. I didn't go where you thought I was going to go, but you know you could always reach me through your buddy, the Dark Lord. Anyways, hit me up anytime. Peace out. I'll keep listening. P.S. Have that guy from Farouk on again. I think he's really cool. He sounds a lot taller than he really is, too. All right, anyway, peace. Maybe I should have included that one in the Halloween show because I think I was just been I've been spoken to from the dead, dude. That or was from yes. hell because apparently now Garcia is uh, a friend of the Dark Lord, yeah. which is crazy to me. I don't know how. I mean, it's a small world, you know what I'm saying? But after all, I didn't realize it was that small. Yes, absolutely. I mean, wow, that was a ghost. I like it. It was a ghost with a bit of a chip on his shoulder. Okay. So this is going to be a two-parter here. We okay. have two two-parters, all right? This is the, this is the first of the uh, the two. Here we go. This one comes from our good friend, Nana Pratt. <laughs> oh, snap. This thing just starts recording like that, yeah? Okay. Um, what's good, guys? I haven't spoken to you guys properly in a long time. And um, I think I'm three episodes behind and... You know, you haven't seemed like you've had a voice note in a while, which is quite surprising since normally Favon is quite on it. Um, yeah, just been really busy down these sides. Um, so I've really been active in the community. I miss chatting to all you guys. Uh, I've been listening to the episodes. So hopefully um, I'm going to be doing a little binge and listening to your last three um, over the next couple of days, back to back to back. Um yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, you know, stay safe because it sounds like a badness in California. Well, to be honest, it sounds like a badness in America and everywhere in the world right now, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Um, how's the anime watching going? Are you currently watching anything? Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I can rewatch. Let's pause real quick. Are you watching anything, Steve? I'm personally not. I am. I'm watching Blood of Zeus. Oh, I've heard of this one. Blood I already finished it, though. Well, you know what? And I don't know if they consider it and because it must be because I was referred to it um, uh, by my boy that's supposed to actually have a podcast, but he doesn't yet because he's sleeping on the job. So I'm not even going to trip on that, dude. Um, <laughs> it's MF Ninja sent me uh, uh, some dope. Uh, uh, anime to check out one of them he's like this is one you need to check out this is the one and I zoomed through it in a day like no problem it was fantastic that's pretty dope I'm glad he sent you some stuff to, that you, he thought you would enjoy yes yeah I mean he didn't send me anything but I'm glad that he sent would you would you watch that. anime Dan nah probably not exactly <laughs> 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 you know what? I mean, maybe, maybe there, there are that those rare few that get to me, and I'm like, that shit was dope, but yeah, you probably not. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, right, let's finish. You would this just one delete up. it. Say, just say hello. Uh, I've been meaning to send a voice note for like forever, but I just kept on not doing it. And um, before I take this opportunity to drop you one, um, hope all is well, and um, that extends to your families as well. Um, and hopefully, see you guys in the near future. Ciao. Peace out, homie. Ciao, Nana. But stick around because we're coming back to you in just a second. So now we're fast forwarding to October 27th. Okay. Okay. Nana's a little hot this time, I think. I think. I'm not I'm not entirely sure, but let's see what he says. <laughs> oh shit. 
He's going old school, like how we used to do um, voice. Remember when you'd get your answering machine? Oh, for You're sure. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Steve ain't home right now. Oh, shit. I got to do it again. Someone came in. Okay. Is this a real voicemail? Dude. Oh, he wants me to bust? Okay. Dear Heroes of Noise. Oh. I left a voicemail, but you still ain't played it. <laughs> I sent it two weeks ago, but you must not have got it. There must have been a problem with the website or something. Sometimes I mumble and forget to press send. <laughs> Hopefully this one comes through just fine, though. But anyway, fuck it. What's been up? How's the podcast? <laughs> Congratulations on reaching three years. We about the same. I hope you guys are surviving in this pandemic. Hope the family ain't using up all the toilet paper. <laughs> I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. However, I'm too broke to be a Patreon. <laughs> I still wear my Heroes of No shirts on the regular. Yeah, boy. I like the spook episode you did with Root. That was fat. Anyway, I hope you get this, man. Hit me back just to chat. True, your biggest fan. This is Nana from Blair's R Us. Thank you, Nana. Did you hear that, Nana, Garcia? Look at this dude. Garcia got a shout out right there, kind of. Except for Rook. Yeah, he said that? he said for Rook. And people are yeah, I mean, look, why do we have so much musical talent on our show? I didn't know Nana could rap. Do I, am I gonna have to battle you, Nana? Are we gonna have to meet in the in the streets of London and be like, hey yo, I said look. And me like go back and forth, bro. I I am not scared. We could do this. We could do it. I would love to see that, by the way. Like I would pay money to see that shit. I would destroy. For real. That. I don't know. Can you rap, Steve? Bro, I was born in the eighties. Yes. No, 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 no. I'm not saying can you like recite some shit that you hear when you're listening to it, or you know, like like re- recite some daylight to me or something. I'm saying if I said Steve, you need to throw down some bars. Could you do it? Absolutely. We were group. No, no, I'm not. I, I can't freestyle. But we were like, like back, I, every every kid in my age group thought about making a rap group and wrote raps. We just all did. We'd sit around the we'd sit around the lunch table and you write raps. Right. I was just going to say, like when you're in high school and shit, if you went into a cafeteria or anywhere where people were congregating, it would be like a weird day if you didn't hear someone like going. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I just table. could you never I mean? freestyle. I could never freestyle. My friends could freestyle no problem. I was just like, how are you making this magic happen? Like, how are you doing this? I could never do it until like, and I realized, oh, my improv skills are on the piano. That's where my improv skills. Some people can just be like, as long as they, I mean, it's just crazy how good they are. And I just never had that. And now they're like normal, you know, managers. And I'm like, remember we used to freestyle around <laughs> the table? <laughs> Like, yeah, those were the days right there. Hold on a second, man. I'm busy. It's like, uh, clean up on aisle nine. <laughs> clean up on aisle nine. See what happens when you grow up. It just Gee. Every ounce of cool just leaves you. Absolutely. Yeah. Or you live vicariously through other uh, other people, you know, I think, uh, which is fine. You know, you you I think you just were like, I would have done it, too, if I had a shot to do it. So I'll just hope you do it and live the dream out for us. And I'm like, that's fine, because. It, technically, we all, if you have a if you have a child that's alive and breathing and healthy, you lived the dream. So, and a lot of my friends have like seven, so not seven, five, and I'm like, man, that's eesh, eesh. stop at three. <laughs> now, Steve, we have one other voicemail here. Now, I've heard this already, um, and that's why I think that that this is sort of aimed at you. It talks to us, but something happens in this this uh, voicemail that I think is directly related to you. So okay. I'm going to go ahead and just play this one here. This is coming from one of our listeners, our faithful listeners, Tara Wolfo. This here is we go. Tara, Let's do it. and I've been threatening to call you for a while. 
Tara Wolfolk, also Film Noir Girl on Twitter. Talk to both of you at different times. Love you guys so much. And you pulled your first Halloween prank on me by accident with that new interstitial music you put in before the intro on episode 131, which I'm halfway through. Loved it, but did not know it was you. I'm pretty sure she's referring to Eddie Van Halen's eruption. Good voice, too. My Lord. She has a radio voice. She's like, hi there. Dude, I am no lie. I did not see that. That Wow. Anyway. I will say, honestly, that I did not expect the voice to sound the way it sounds. What a good voice. Jesus. Yeah. Welcome to ABC. I'm Tara Wolfolk, and this is the news. And I and by the way, I called you Tara. I apologize. It's yeah, Tara. it's it's Tara. And Tara, you could drop us a um, you could drop us a job. Be like, hi, you're listening to Heroes of Noise. We're like, yeah. And then Dan could do his magic with it. Yeah, Tara. Maybe we can get something like um, <laughs> you are listening to a Heroes of Noise spoiler filled review. <gasps> oh, sniff. <gasps> you're go. so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. You some, are I'll so put, good. I'll put with a it. little bit of pizzazz on it or something. I don't know. Maybe I'll make you sound like a demon. I don't know what I'll do. I'll do something crazy, you know. But anyway, let's. let's <laughs> I love how you do that. And also, um, wanted you to know, my mom passed by the other day when I was listening to you with Johnny Bucks. And she sat down and listened with me, and she never does that. And I'm always with a podcast on. So that's a big compliment. Hello there. Hey, boy. I'm talking to all of your listeners' mothers, all of your moms. (laughs) Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's always Bucks. It's freaking Bucks. But like, yeah, she stopped and listened because he heard that voice. It was like, why would she have English? I mean, she's like, who's that? I like what you said. It's always Bucks. You know what? Honestly, that should be like a shirt that we make, like Heroes of Noise. And on the back, it's always been Bucks. <laughs> it's always Bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? I might do that. I love you, Bucks. I hope you're doing well. That's such a deep cut that if you got that shirt, people would be like, oh, you're a Heroes of Noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you listen to the word and shit. Okay. It's All always right, let's continue. Bucks. It's always been Bucks. All right. And she'll be 97 next month. And like... She's got all her wits about her in every possible way. I can't get away with anything. But anyway, um, I just love you guys and um, hope I'll be a listener for a long time. Sorry, my voice is scratchy. Allergies can't seem to get warm enough. But. See, that's that thing where it's like you come in all you come in. All, hey, how you doing? I, I got the smooth vocals and then you throw it down the hole. I'm sorry that my voice is scratchy. Oh, dude. Let me tell you something. You, sound. you always see this at a. <laughs> That's so funny. At like churches, some will come up and be like, I'm going to try to sing this song. I got a little bit of a cold. And then they blow. I'm like, yeah, I bet you're cold. Okay. Uh-huh. We got it. You were ready. We feel you. <laughs> I am. I got a little bit of a scratchy throat. I'll say no to the right dare. So I'm still going to sing you a little piece of Sarah Smile like I promised Steve I would. Okay. We okay. Now, 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 I, maybe I missed this. <laughs> maybe I missed it. There's a lot going on in my head right now, yeah. Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. Did this conversation happen? Was I around? This is something that this it was, was on was Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. All right. It was on Twitter. Sometimes I, I miss those things. You know, when I'm not ranting like a lunatic on Twitter, I tend to miss a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, well, let me because we were talking about hollow notes or something, and I was like, well, why don't you uh um drop a little, you know, a little of that vocals prowess? I said prowess, Dan. I'm impressed. You know. <laughs> 
and she's like, oh, the man brought I don't out a five dollar word right now. You like that? Um, like she's it. like, I, uh, I'll, I might do that. I think she's about to do it, ladies and gentlemen, because this is my wow. Sarah Smile is the one where if if it comes on and I like get to work, guess who's walking in late? Because we're getting to the you and me forever part before I walk in. <laughs> Steve, this is the sixth time this week that you have been late, and. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I can understand late and then, but then you go to lunch and then you come back late. What is going on with you? Sarah smiles, baby. Oh, <laughs> they'll be my like, bad. They'll be like, but it's on iTunes. You could just pause it. I'm like, yeah, but who, who does that? Who, who would stop I, that in the middle? I could pause it. Really. <laughs> kind of fool you take me for, man. <laughs> and Steve like, so that's how I ended up here in the unemployment line. It's a great song, though. <laughs> All right, so Fantastic. this is actually a this is a first, I think, Steve. This is we've never been serenaded by a listener before. Ever uh, we have n- serenaded, <gasps> Stephen. Good job, buddy. Or terranated. Come on, Dan. I'm on a whole different, but it's tarinated. Tarinated. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, think of something witty that rhymes with Tara, and we'll come back to this. All right. Okay. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the vocal stylings of Tara Wolfolk. Here we go. Talking on Twitter some time ago. You probably don't even remember. Okay, here goes. So don't get cut off this time. All right. If you feel like leaving, you know you can go. But why don't you stay until tomorrow? If you want to be free. You know, all you got to do is say so. And you, when you feel cold, what you gonna do? I warn you. My and when you feel you can't go on, what you gonna do? I'll come and hold you. Who is it, Dan? Who is it? It's it. And? How long ago? Oh, snap, Tara. Tara, nigga, smile. Let me try that again. Sarah, smile. Won't you smile for a while, Sarah? So, in addition to being unfiltered, that is the worst take that I had. Yay, Tara! Come on, Tara! Don't laugh too loud. You wouldn't play it there, okay? Oh, wait, what? Love you both. Did Bye. I just break the rules? I guess I'll find out. Wait, huh? did she say? Oh, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. The vocal style. That was of so Wolfram. good. You had me in. Look, I sung it the way I sing it in the car. That is my junk, Tara. So um, here's my next request. Hold on, hold on. Let me think. Who's going to step up to the mic next? Nana, okay. let's go, baby. And Tara, I want to. Uh, I'm about to. I'm about to really. I'm gonna challenge you. I don't think you can do this, Tara, because now that I know you can sing, can you send me a PM Don song? Oh, sniff. Good. I don't even think you know a PM Don song, youngin. But if you do, sing it in a voicemail. Thank you so much. That was beautiful, Tara. Well, now I know you can sing. You 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 done started something. Who's gonna step up to the mic next, ladies and gentlemen? That's what I'm curious about. Dan, it it's your you? turn. It's Dan. I'm always on the mic, baby. <laughs> always. <laughs> I think these people have heard me sing far too many times. I think we're good on that. Who's it going to be? Let's see. Let me think about this for a second. Ooh. Okay. You know what? I don't even know. Just surprise me. Someone tyrannate us. There we go. I like that, Steve. I'm going to keep that one. Hold in on. My back catalog. Who do we? Because we we got Nana. He sent us a rap. Uh, Tara sang her beautiful voice for us. 
Um, I think Favon is sung. Favon's sung on that. Maybe oh, that's did. true. I, th- I think. I think she mm, did. Uh, Facebook. I think it was on Facebook. Oh, it was on Facebook. But technically, that still counts. Who's next? I'm thinking Stephen Farshid. He'd be like, you'll never find Could you- <laughs> someone who cares about you the way I do. Steven, dropping some vocals right there. Good job, buddy. What, what, about, uh, I would, what about Daniel? Daniel could actual, not, not, not Farouk, I mean like sing a Sinatra song for us. Yeah, Daniel, you've got recording equipment and you, you can like edit and produce and shit. So uh, challenge has been placed. There we go. You shouldn't have any problem with this. You shouldn't have performance anxiety. You sing in front of people. What you got? Oh, I know who we you know should who challenge. I want to send us, you know who I need? I want Melissa to send us something. Melissa, Sloterhouse 5. I want Sloterhouse you to get on the 5? Mic. Yeah, I want her to get on the mic, and I want her to sing an MGK song to us. Oh. Which will, this, this will never happen, Steve, but I, I, this is what I want. I think she might do it. Can I throw that in there just just once? Can I throw this in and be like, it's my birthday? Would you please send this? I think she might do it, dude. I think she might do it. Slaughterhouse rules. I I will bet the entire. I will bet the entire (laughs) farm that she will not sing. You need to text her and let her know, or uh, hit her up and let her know that you actually asked it. Kevin Shanks. Oh, for that's he'll do it. No, no, no. See, I am not going to say, hey, listen to this. Because I want her to be like, hey, what the fuck? And send it to me. That way I know she's listening. You know what I'm okay, saying? I feel you, I feel you, I feel you. I need to make sure these listeners are listening, Steve. We don't just come here once a week for our health, right? That's we true. we some dead motherfuckers right now. Here's what I will say. I, I challenge Gail to do a Bon Jovi song. That never happened. Never happened. She did karaoke <laughs> one time. You don't think it happened? No. I can't remember what song it was. <clears throat> but uh, she had. She she's an Irish girl, so she had some booze in her. And... Uh, According to her, like I went up and a couple other people went up and got like a, a nice response. And I can't remember what song it was that she did. All I remember, because I was hammered, she just dropped the fucking mic and flipped the crowd off. Whoa. <laughs> that is a strong response. She's an Irish girl, bro. I, it's just one of those things. Wow. So what I'm saying is she will never karaoke again. She's scarred for life. Aww. Well, yeah, it's then, one of those okay. things. That's fine. Oh, do we have any more yeah. voicemails? She's good with it. No, we don't. Now, we do have an email which will spark a game going. Like, there's going to be a game going if we do this. Let's do it. But can I skip it for just a quick second and do something real quick? Yes. Because I don't want to forget to do this. It's important. All right, ladies and gentlemen, last week we put out the call. We wanted to see if you guys would respond to this. And we have, you know, and and, uh, we're going to do a giveaway right now. We were hoping that everyone was going to write in and uh, send their little screenshots and the retweets and stuff. And I'm going to be honest with you. We had five books, three of you. Three of you stepped up. So you three, I really, really, really thank you. But I'm just going to be real. If you guys want us to do giveaways, I'm down to do that, and I'll, I'll pull some strings to make things, these things happen. Steve will do the same thing. But we got to have some participation. So I do appreciate the three people that stepped up to it. I'm going to go ahead. and I was really hoping, Steve, that it was going to be this, this whole list of people, and I had a, a wheel thing going on. So like when you hit the name, it was like a randomizer, and then yes. you hit the button, it's like... And I go, this person. Now, I can't even do that now because I don't even have enough entries. But these people stepped up. They won themselves a copy of Video Palace in search of the eyeless man. Dope. Let me go ahead and give some books away, all right? First up, let's just make it exciting. Oh, shit. The winner is Steve, Tara Wolfong. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up to Tara. Congratulations, Tara. 
job. You won yourself a book. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Oh, snap, Steve. You know who it is? Who? Ladies and gentlemen, Rob Forrest wins himself Bob a copy of Video Forrest. In Search of the Eyeless Man. Congratulations, Rob. Good job, buddy. Thank you very much for stepping up. And last one, Steve. Here we go. I was really hoping we had more, but I think this one is going to be a winner of a person. Here we go. Oh, snap. I was right, Steve. Congratulations to Kevin Shanks, the winner Shanks, of Video Palace on. In Search of the Eyeless Man giveaway contest. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your participation. Give yourself a round of applause. That is I'm beautiful. Giving, that is beautiful. I'm giving you rounds of applause right that now. That is absolutely Thank you very much. gorgeous. But like I said, I would really like to do more giveaways. We ha- I have some things that I've been holding on to since the word that I could actually give away that some of you would find quite dope. But got to participate. I think the reason we didn't get, I think uh, the world was burning. That might have had something to do with the lack of participation. Could have been my ridiculous amount of rules. Okay, what you need to do is you got to make a hashtag that's 75 sentences long. Okay, take a picture of the hashtag and then take a picture of you holding the picture of the hashtag with your grandmother. And then send that to me. Well, yeah, you didn't was, invent the much. rules. The rules? I didn't create the rules. This was something yeah. that I had to. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like, cool. I can do yeah. that. But thanks to the people that participated in. Um, but I need to get your addresses and all that. And I'll talk to you this weekend. Let's move along, Steve. I thought that was going to be so much longer. You know what I mean? That's what she said. Yeah, she probably did. I know. Yeah. I heard that shit a few times. All right. Do? Check this out. So do you want to play a game or do you want to get into our reviews, sir? Let's play a quick game. We're keeping it loose this week, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. You want to play a quick game? Yes. Okay, well, this is actually going to be attached to an email, okay? Okay. All right, this one comes from our faithful listener, Shannon. Shannon, how you doing? It's been a while since we've talked to you, and I'm glad that you're writing in. It's been a while. But here it is. Dan and Steve, I was going to send you a voicemail about the Battle Royale on episode 127, but I'm not sure I can make my argument in the time limit. So here goes. You gave... This is, this is all interesting stuff, and I think she has... Uh, she makes valid points here, Steve. You all gave Depeche Mode the short shrift by eliminating them with no discussion. Dan, I get that you're not a fan. And Steve, dude, I can hear her saying that. You need an 80s musication, seriously. Depeche Depeche certainly did not have the commercial hits of Culture Club, Duran Duran, or NXS. However, they were alt-darling, Steve, is what they were, and had many hits on the new wave all-radio charts. Partial list, master and servant, or as they say it, master and servant. And oh, then you heard that song before. Oh, I've heard all these songs. Uh, oh, enjoy shit. the silence. You'll ever want it, all I ever needed. Oh, I know that. I thought that was all I ever want. I thought it was called all I ever wanted. That's how it sounds, too. I, I, I did it exactly like they do it. it oh, what else we got here? Um, never. Now, that one I probably have heard, but I can't. Oh, never let me down again. Sorry. Never let me down again. I If I heard it, it's one of those ones I just know how it sounds, but I couldn't tell you. Okay. Uh, personal Jesus. You've heard that one. Personal Jesus. I need a personal Jesus. I'm a Depeche Mode. That's a Jay-Z lyric. So I know it from I know it from there. I need a personal Jesus. I'm a Depeche Mode. So yeah, I know it. You never heard your own personal Jesus before? I kind of did. Wait, wait, who where's this from? From what's this from? Reach out and touch face. Down, down, Is down, that it? down. That's on. Yeah, oh, well, then I know it. Yeah, I do know that. See, you know yeah. these songs. All right, what else? Um, everything counts. Uh, mm. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny this week. Uh, no, no, I don't know that one. Strange love, strange love, strange has and strange loves. You ever heard, heard that? No. Yeah, it's all right. It's not really my thing. 
Uh, then we got Black Celebration, and then people. I, are people. I already now, like you, that song. I already like that song because that's what I'm going to be doing people all people, week right? long. That's what you're talking about. No, Black Celebration. I'm just joking with you, Steve. I'm just pulling your chain, buddy. All right. So she says there are more. I think that just automatically eliminating them without any discussion was unfair. And I'm going to agree with you 100%, Shannon. I would be willing to bet. Well, no. Okay. I'm trying to remember. Steve, I don't know if you remember or not. Did we just like, I think we just eliminated them out of like. They were gone, eh, dude. Right. So yeah, they they probably should have had a little more of a. Discussion, but it would have ended up the same. I probably would have. I mean, I think we still would have come to the conclusion <laughs> yes, that the mode has to they go. Got to but go. in all fairness, in all fairness, they're no slouches. You know, they they're, they're still huge. They are not. But they don't have a. They don't have a karma chameleon. They don't have no karma chameleon, Steve. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's why I don't fuck with Depeche Mode. They're like, hello, with Depeche Mode. Would you Can like to listen to our music? I'm like, y'all got a karma chameleon? No, we don't have a karma chameleon. Here's what I'd say. They're like the cure for me. I'd listen to both of them that much. Speaking of Steve, oh, oh wait, of, okay. She says, I, <laughs> she goes. Uh, it just it's it's one sentence. It's two words though. The cure. I get it, Steve. You don't like them. Thank you. It's okay. <laughs> but again, just because they weren't mainstream, and she's got quotes around it, hit makers doesn't mean they were wildly popular on the alt scene. And she's one hundred percent right. Again, the cure is huge. Whether you like them or not, the cure is huge. I will not try to sing like Robert Smith. You will be <laughs> glad that I did that. But uh, here's a few of their hits. She says, um, I understand that your criteria are subjective, but again, they hit hits. Friday, I'm in love. Love song. Let's go to bed. Love. Ca-. There's lots of love in these songs, Steve. Love. Yeah, cast. I see that. Killing an Arab. I'm sorry. What did that say? Killing an Arab from the album Standing on a Beach, Killing an Arab. Uh-huh. Calm down, Steve. We're fine. This is just an album from the 80s. You're okay. Says, I mean, I would still probably eliminate them first, but I think y'all didn't give them enough credit. And I agree with you, Shannon. She says, I'll end, and this is for you now, Steve. Yes. I'll end with a battle royale for you to consider. This Let's is something it. that I cannot participate in, Steve. This is all you, okay. but I'm dying to hear your thoughts. All right. All right. You got to break this shit down, drop Let's some do science. It. Here we go. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yes. Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, I like it. Versus Travis Scott. He's out of here. Versus Drake. He's out of here. Now, Steve, you're not. I know. You're, you're, I, this is easy. Doing... So far, I know who number one is, is all I'm saying. The last one, Lil Wayne. <laughs> oh, wait. Lil Wayne? Okay. Okay. So we're going to do Travis. Okay. Number one, Travis Scott is undeniably Travis Scott. That is one thing that, one thing that I love about people like Travis Scott and Tyler, the creator, is they, they are undeniably themselves. They're not trying to be anyone else. And Travis Scott is humongous, dude. Did you see the um or that not the Overwatch? There's a there's a game that he did a concert on this game where he was a giant performing. It looked phenomenal, G. <laughs> it was an online concert. I gotta be honest with you, I don't even know who the fuck he is. Okay. Never well, heard of him. If you look up Travis Scott online video game concert and you see the visuals from it, you're gonna be like, and the people online can just go as close to the image as you want and just look up at this massive giant doing a concert. He did an online video game concert. I said, you that is impressive. I, was it at nighttime? Yes. I think I did see that. And he was like a CGI character. 
Yeah, I think I did see that. that I still was don't know really who he cool. is, but I, it was I think I did see that. Fascinating. So Travis Scott, I love. I think he's really good. So um, is there anything and, that you want to feature? You want to talk about? And you know, I can play stuff for you. If no, you need some, uh, not from Travis Scott. Is probably not going to be the. He's good uh, for the for what he does for people. Like as far as music, he's good uh, in his style. And Drake, I hated on Drake because Drake is he has been open with having a co-writer. He does not write his own raps alone. For a hip hop head, that's a big deal. I remember when Kendrick Lamar got invited to rap on Eminem's track, Eminem made all of his friends leave and locked him in the studio by himself to make sure that he wrote alone. And sure enough, he came back and Kendrick had written his own rap because that's what Kendrick does. He doesn't do co-writers. That's what true hip hop artists do. Now, Drake has some lines that are dope. Problem is, I don't know if he wrote them. When you have a co-writer, how do you know what you wrote and what you didn't? This but is true. He does have really good lines. Like, wow, that was a clever line. But if I have two people in the room, yeah, I could come out with some really good lines too. Um, the last one is Drake. It's Drake, Travis Scott, Lil Wayne. Uh, Lil Wayne, I listened to the Carter. What was it? The Carter 4? Carter 3? I forgot which one it was. It was with uh, a million. Have you heard that? A Millie? Nope. Play that one. Yeah. I have. One. You want me to play? You want me to play it? Yeah, like right now? Yeah. All yeah. right, hold on. Hold that's hold the on. one that's going to be right up Dan's alley. Got it. All right, I'm playing it. Here we go. Listen how this dude flows on this song. Oh, shit. Millionaire, I'm a young money millionaire, tougher than Nigerian hair. My criteria, career, this isn't fair. I'm a venereal disease, like a menstrual bleed through the pencil and leak on the sheet of the tablet in my mind. Cause I don't write shit, cause I ain't got time. For my second minutes, I was go to the almighty dollar and the almighty power of that ch 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 chopper sister. He's rapping, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is rapping. And I would be lying. I would be lying if I didn't say that beat was sick too. That fucking bass and that boom, boom. Gee, that beat came on. I was like, okay, it's a good beat. But if he doesn't, and when he was like, um, I said, oh yeah, he's rapping. He like you could tell this dude is just like, I'm not gonna be talking about anything specific. Let me just show y'all that I can rap, just rap. And I'm like, that's rapping. So yeah, the, when I heard that, I was like. Um, cause my son was like, dad, if you don't think Lil Wayne can rap, you need to listen to the Carter three. And I listened to it and I said, oh my God, he is rapping. He's rapping so dope. He has a feature with Jay, but Jay smoked him. So he added another verse on the, album. he was like, well, I can't let Jay Z. I'm like, yeah, when you invite Jay Z, yeah, he's going to be like, let me go ahead and show you why I'm, <laughs> why I'm who I am. But, uh, yeah, dude, uh, Lil Wayne. So that. Being I know said, Lil Wayne's been around for like since since the dawn dude, of time and shit, but dude. I think I'm gonna have to go listen now because that sounded pretty dope. He was he was around when the Cash Money Millionaire, like at 13, 14 years old, he was doing his thing. But then all of a sudden he left, came back, and he could actually rap. Um, uh, but Kendrick Lamar, there's just there's no competition. Like he is in a league of his own. Like King Kunta. None of these artists have a King Kunta. Like, he is, there's a reason that he's who he is. Kendrick Lamar is the the baddest rapper on the face of the planet right now. 
he is he is the baddest rapper on the face of the planet walking right now so i would say um number one is kendrick number if two give me a second yeah. just give me a quick second That whole album to pimp a butterfly, that whole album is just like what the crap, dude. By the end of the uh, by the end of the CD, like there's skits where he's talking to somebody, and it keeps on going and going and going. I'm gonna you're not gonna probably listen to the whole thing. So it, there's skits in between the album where he's talking to someone, being like, "Man, I'm trying to do this rap thing. I just don't know if I could do it." And, da, 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 and then the songs go, and then the next skit. And man, I'm just you know there I was doing this, and each one he's repeating what he said, but then going like one line further. And then by the end, he does the full thing. He says the whole thing that he's been trying to say, and the person that responds is Tupac talking to him, being like, "Brother, you got this." Like they take a sound clip from Tupac, so the whole album. He's been talking to Tupac Shakur. And I was oh, like, crazy. tears. <laughs> I was like, tears, B. And he was just like, man, you are, what do I do? How do I do this? And it's like, from the beyond, Tupac is like, man, you just got to handle your business. This is how the business is. And did it. I was like, oh my God. So the Pimper Butterfly. So I'm giving Kendrick number one, Lil Wayne number two, Travis Scott, and then Drake. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Go ahead and change it up. No, I can't because Drake doesn't write his stuff. I can't. I got to give it to Travis Scott. But what if he wrote the line that you're talking? Oh, about? Jesus, dude! If he wrote all the lines that I was talking about, he'd be he'd bump he'd bump, he'd bump way up. Because I know he is the most. If I'm not mistaken, he is the most famous person, singer, rapper, anything on the planet, not including BTS. Yeah, you you can't count them. They're so far beyond fame. <laughs> it's like, come on, G, let's let's stop it. Hey, have you ever listened to them at all? Yes. Do you like them? I, I, um, it's one of those groups where you're, you know, how people are like, I don't like them, but I could totally understand why people do. I get it. I totally get it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't get it because I last it. year, almost mm-hmm. a year ago, actually, my mother had surgery and, um, my sister and I went to the Bay Area to go, you know, be with her during her surgery. And that's all she played. That's all she listens to, bro. Jeez. And so I heard, that shit for a good, I don't know, three, three to four hours. It's not bad. It's really could be worse. Bad. It could be worse. <laughs> it could be way worse. Yeah. So good on you, BTS. Would you go see him, Steve? No. Uh, yes, I would. Um, uh, the only reason that I would hesitate is because of I don't know how they were formed. And I listened to the dark side of it's this podcast talking about the dark side of things we don't really know. Like, and one of them was the dark side of the um, the Asian K pop k-pop thing and i was like well what's the dark side of this i didn't know what they did to make them good like what they put them through and i'm like i don't know if i want to stuff like you can't eat and you have to be under this weight and uh you know people fall out and and commit suicide and i'm like well i don't want to support unless they might have done this different maybe 
But I need to know more to make sure that maybe these were just a few young guys that decided to make a group. But I don't know if that is exactly what happened. <laughs> so, um, but uh, yeah, I, I would but watch just them on the concert. surface, though. You're good. Oh, for sure, dude. I would watch them in a second. And it's funny because speaking of music, you actually gave me some super props this week, last week. Um, I was training a band. Uh, a new band because the the church I play for they took on another church so I was the band leader for this new band and one of the guys were like we were talking about music he's like I bet you there's one person you don't know I'm like who because I was just I knew all everybody that they were talking about he's like what about Howard Jones and I was like that is so funny <laughs> that is, I would not have known I would not have known who this man was and I was like funny you should say that I do just talking know about Howard is. Jones. <laughs> See, man, the 80s music just sort of transcends and stays with us. And it goes to so many different demographics of people. Dude, and, uh, dude, you know, dude, I think it's personally the best music out there. That's just my opinion. It is the best. OK, the best, the best. If you make a list of of just like R&B pop, there's we're never going to have another 80s. We're never going to have another. I mean, we had 1999 Thriller, uh, you know, those alone but then we had toto and we had bon jovi and we had you know uh uh duran duran we had all these monstrosities and we don't have that anymore how many like how many stadium stadium bands did we have in the 80s stadium bands tons but here's the thing dude it's all related to mtv i really feel that way i think michael jackson would always been a monster but like he was a super monster because he was on MTV. He was all a of superstar. the time, all, all of the time. The time. All Madonna, of the time. Prince, all of them, man. They they got huge because of MTV. I'm not saying they wouldn't have had successful careers, but they would not have had the level of success that they had if it not wasn't for chance. MTV. They're in your face 24 seven. You know. That's why we have to give props to people like Queen. They became monstrosities. It was just a lot. And then MTV, like seeing them visually did help, but it was just the sheer absolute musicality of them that made them so famous. And the Beatles, it was just them that made them famous and getting on TV once and Beatlemania, it's over. And even, uh, um, what was that other, like the, the, um, dang, I forgot the name of them, but people like back in the day, like the grassroots and the birds, these people were just, they got famous because they were just good. <laughs> they were just good bands. That's a Now you can get on MTV, make one hit and you could sell out. You could sell out like a, a freaking Wembley stadium because you have just a massive hit. BTS can go anywhere now. It's over. They're everywhere. Yeah. Like they, you just can't avoid BTS at this point. It's pretty crazy. What do they stand for? What does it stand for? I have no freaking clue. Because for all of the film geeks, we always say behind the th- behind the scenes. But I know that's not what that sounds like. Yeah, I don't think it's behind the scenes. You know what? Let's look real quick. Let's see. Batman the series. <laughs> Was I right? No, not even close. Uh, what? Okay, hold on. Uh-oh. I'll just read what it says. It says, uh, the group's name, BTS, stands for the Korean expression, Bangtan Soyeondan. Yeah, Bangtan Soyeondan. Literally meaning bulletproof Boy Scouts. 
In July 2017, Ooh. BTS announced their name would also stand for Beyond the Scene. Oh, <gasps> I was close. As part of their new brand identity, Steve. So there you go. You learn something new every day. We do. And so, uh, but yeah, Shannon, if you have a different list uh, as far as who you would pick, please send it and tell me why you would pick them in that order. And I will, uh, I will consider that. Um, but Drake doesn't write his own stuff, so I think we could all agree that he can get the deuce up out of here. You have heard it from Steve Hudson, ladies and gentlemen. Drake can just take a shit. Get the fuck yeah. out of here, Drake. But make sure Asshole. you don't sit too long, though. And don't push too hard, Drake. Yes. Or you're going to end up with roids. And you don't want roids on the road. Unless they're steroids. If you had hemorrhoids mm-hmm. and it was, you were just like just so pissed off about it, is that roid rage? It would be roid rage. In a sense, it's roid rage, right? Yes. I know. I'm not breaking the ground. I'm I'm throwing out the cheap jokes. I don't give a shit. Well, I have a question because you're you're in the uh, you know medical field. Is why is hemo? What does that mean? Hemorrhage, hemorrhoid. What's hemo? Hemo is is blood. That's what I was thinking. And the hemo rage, raj. What hemorrhage? You know, yeah. What does raj bring to the hemo? You know, I haven't broken it down, Steve, to be honest with you. And then the roid, what does it bring to the hemo, I wonder? Anyway, moving on. The <laughs> roid, think- steroid, hemorrhoid. Yeah, roid. Wow, that is, you know what? You know what? You do learn shit on this show, and I'm going to find out for you right now. And then we'll move along. <laughs> like, because now gonna- I'm interested. You want to talk about the Justice League and Star Wars? <laughs> today, this isn't that show. Not today. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. How did you celebrate your birthday show? Talked about hemorrhoids and BTS. I'm going to find that out tonight. I'm, I'm very, I'm very, very curious. But anyway, let's move on to the reviews, man. We should. I don't have a lot to talk about this week, Steve. You? Uh, I got a lot to talk about, but we're, I'm, I'm, I've condensed it into just a few things. Well, you were just talking about uh, that anime. You should talk about that because you kind of teased it. Oh, you dude, tickled no. people's, There's you, you tickled people's ass with the a feather, Gene. <laughs> You know here's, here's the thing. There's actually something I didn't put in the list that I'd rather. No, first we'll talk about what we both watched. Let's not just yet, Steve, because that's okay. kind of like the main one, right? It is kind of the main one. Maybe that's that'll be our show okay, closer. Cool. cool, 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 cool. So tell me what you watched aside from that. Honestly, I've only watched one other thing besides what we're going to be talking okay. about in just a second, and it's only one episode. I watched the most recent season premiere of uh, The Mandalorian, season two on Disney Plus. Oh, sniff. I think they came out swinging. This is the kind of Star Wars that we want. Like this whole, like I, I remember when I recorded the um, the uh, Rise of Skywalker episode mm-hmm. and I was really, really, really trying to convince myself that that movie wasn't a turd. Like I, I had myself convinced. <laughs> I had myself convinced that it just was great. And, and it's like, fuck everyone else for not getting it, man. And then I really kind of like, the more I watched it, I just ended up hating this movie. Like I don't, I really genuinely do not like this movie. But uh, this is the opposite of that, Steve. This is all, you know, it's like space Western. It's got great plots. It's got great acting. Timothy Oliphant is in this one, Steve. And he plays this marshal and he's got some familiar armor on, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say if you haven't watched it yet. But I will tell you right now that the Mandalorian is exactly what we need in the Star Wars world. We need more of this. I think that they're putting all of their, like, like you can, you know how like when you eat something, Steve? Someone's ah, I'll make you something. Here you go. You're like, oh, that was good. That I mean, it, technically, it was sustenance, and I and I, I I am now sustained. But it was just all right. But then you go to like someplace else, and they're like, hold on, baby, I'm gonna get you all fucking worked up here. I'm gonna get you some 
I'm going to put some seasoning in this shit. I'm going to like really, really craft it and put all my love into it. And you can taste that love, right? You know what I'm talking about? Of course. When someone makes you a meal from their heart, you taste the love, right? Yes. I'm tasting the love of this show, Steve. I Favreau. Fabs, Thank man. you, sir. Thank you, Johnny Fabs. And I know it's not all him. I know it's not all him, but thank you so much because this show kicks ass. And I know that you you watched the, the, the first season. Are you going to wait? I am. Yeah, I know. I, I kind of get that, but I'm enjoying this one week to week. And because I get off of work late at night on Thursday, it's kind of been my thing to just go and, and watch it. Uh, this week's been a little bit crazy. Lots of news going on. So I really skipped it. I have to watch it later today. But uh, Mandalorian is fucking excellent. And I will say, without giving any spoilers, that the, I guess I'll call it a big bad, you know, the, the, the large creature that is featured in, it's called a crate dragon. I'll just say that, mm-hmm. um, is probably one of the best of those types of creatures in Star Wars, like the big bads, you know, the 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 big monsters that come out that you remember from, you know, like, yes. um, the, like for instance, there's one in uh, Return of the Jedi called the Rancor, this thing that Luke Skywalker fights. Or in Empire Strikes Back, there's that weird uh, asteroid worm that comes out and almost swallows, the, you know, Millennium Falcon. This crate dragon is probably one of the best creatures ever made in Star Wars. It's just like, it's oh, ferocious. It's dope as shit. And the way that they handle it is cool, too. I mean, if you guys are into, like, Tusken Raiders, Sand People, uh, they're featured heavily in this. And it's kind of cool to to learn their culture a little bit. Unless you're, like, reading books and shit like that and really, you know, really, really diving in, which is something that I don't do. Um, then you already know this stuff. But I found it really kind of pleasant to, like, watch this and see how the Mandalorian, like, you know, communicates with them and, like, their customs and they have pets and shit like that. It was pretty cool. Jawas are heavily featured in here too. Not heavily, but they, they actually serve a, a huge purpose. It has to do with a certain armor. And then there is a massive, massive, massive reveal, which if you've been paying attention to the Mandalorian, you kind of know what, you sort of know what's coming, but they, they did a massive reveal at the very end of it. And I'm very curious to see where this is going to go. So like they have a great cast this season. I mean, I can give it nothing but praise, man. So I'm going to go ahead and give this, this just the pilot episodes, all I've seen of season two of Mandalorian. I'm going to go ahead and give that one uh Five out of five eaten banthas. I know that doesn't make any sense to you, but that's, that's what I'm okay. going with. I can't wait to watch. I love telling I mean, ever since, like, even when he was a guest in the office uh, from, um, oh, my God. What is the, what was the, uh, the Western he was in on HBO? Deadwood. Yes. Deadwood. He was great in the office. He, st- he guessed it on the, and then, of course, the Santa Clarita diet. Oh, my God. That's a whole other side of him that I hadn't seen, that comedic side. I mean, I've seen so it, as, you know, a couple times. But that weird, maniacal grin he had. Yes. He was, he was fantastic. I'm so bummed that that show got canceled. That's what I'm saying. Because it was, and the funny thing is, he knows he's a good-looking dude. So he has to play off it and be like, that's okay. I'll be dumb. And also, he's not dumb. It, it, they What they did is they took a really good-looking guy and put him in the most ridiculous situation where you have no choice but to be dumb. Because what do you do with a zombie that you're living with? <laughs> so you're like, well... <laughs> Yeah, like you have to have that shitty grin. You have to have that grin on. It's so good. And so, yeah, Yeah. I can't wait to see. I love anything that Timothy Oliphant is in. Um, I've always liked it. So I can't wait to watch The Mandalorian. I'm hoping that Giancarlo is back. I'm imagining he is. Yeah, we're just getting started. I I actually tried to start the the, uh, second one last night. And I'm like, you know what? I got to figure out what's going on. with. I I was obsessed with the elections. Yeah, same with me. So, you know, it's understandable. Giancarlo, dude, when is he not good? Uh, I will let you know <laughs> when I ever see that, but I've never seen him not murdering the screen Dude, ever. Whenever he gets on screen, every person that loves TV is like, oh my God, you call it. 
Is there anyone out there that has a more cold-blooded look? Like the no, way he can just stare at no. you and say the just the the most evil shit. I don't think anyone else beats him at that. No, he and and here's the thing. He's one of those that if I were doing a drug deal and it went perfectly, and then he called me into his office and he's sitting behind the desk, I would think maybe it didn't, in fact, go as perfectly as I I might not walk out of here. Without him saying a word, I'd be like, I might die in here. Because he just has the look. He checks Homelander and the boys, Dude, and it's believable. It's, it's totally believable. Totally, but he's like, what you're going to do is sit down. And I'm like, yeah. but there's so, he dude, punked Homelander. Punked him, G. Oh my God, what a good scene that was. He did not shrink back. He's gonna be like, put your big pants on and calm down. I'm like, yeah. oh, this dude is G and Carlo Esposito, man. And it's weird to see him like Comic Con panels. You're like, he's so not that, but acting, acting. He's just not that guy. He goes. That fucking guy goes, is a thespian, right there, dude. Do you watch uh, Better Call Saul? No, not religiously. I've oh, seen several episodes. Damn. It's just I just I know I know okay. I, I've been told this by many people. I'll All add right. it to the list of stuff that I keep saying I'm going to watch and I don't. All right. So what I've been watching this week, I have a few things to talk about. Number one is, have you heard of His House on Netflix? I have, but I have no idea what it's about. So IMDb des- uh, describes it as a refugee, cu- a refugee couple makes a harrowing escape from the war-torn South Sudan, but then they struggle to adjust to their new life in an English town that has an evil lurking beneath the surface. It's directed by Remy Weeks, and it stars Sophie Derisu and Wunmei Masaku. Now, um, I went into this. It's a Netflix show. So Netflix horror, no hate, is normally garbage sauce. It's Shudder that gets this movie. So the th- this movie has some of the most hor- oh you remember that um ghost stories that guy that you saw that you really makes you feel very oh, Callahan yeah there's a few Callahans in this oh Jesus <laughs> I don't know man <laughs> dude that one it got is me. it is and and here's I, all I will say is this uh like people drown on the way to trying to come to Britain or to London. And those people come back not happy. Oh snap! Yeah, it's, man. You know, and the, oh, the yeah, thing yeah. is, dude, like we spent we spent so much time. I didn't mean to cut you off, part of no, 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 no. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But um, we have been spending so much time on horror lately that I was trying to like break away from it. Mm-hmm. But it's like not break away from it, but like give it a break and, and talk about other things. But all this shit just keeps coming out, and I'm like, okay, Gee. maybe I'm just maybe I I have like a warped my mind a little bit to where that's like almost all i'm gonna watch because i'm sort of obsessed with you would love this this is a dan movie this is a movie where you and gail would watch it there will be times where you're like we need to turn on the lights because so much of it has to do with when you turn the lights off you are not alone i will check that out dude what's it called again his house his house. I'm checking it out this weekend. That's on Netflix, ladies and gentlemen. The next thing I watched was hold uh, up. What's okay. the rating? Sir? Oh, I'm Slow sorry. Down. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I know. I just want to get to. Uh, I want to make sure we have time. Um, my rating is. I will give this 3.5 out of five crawling children in the wall. <laughs> nice. That sounds nice and creepy. Yeah, Steve. very creepy. It's like. <laughs> click, 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 click. Oh my God. You're like, but anyway, that's great. Um, the next thing is obviously I finished the Sopranos. I'm only going to say one thing about this. It's a great show, but Dan, you want to laugh today? Yes. Always. What do you think Tony Soprano's boat was called? The name. 
uh, just so you know, I just started watching season one two nights ago. So I, you know, I didn't talk about it because you've already talked Do about it. Do you remember but, um, the name? Well, I remember. Is it something good? Because, like, you know, I remember the strip club was the uh, the bada bing. Oh, so is it something better, like that? Oh, dude, it's better than that. It's the most Italian thing that I don't even know what it meant. And when I saw it, oh, I said, Dan is going to love this. What is it? The Stugats. <laughs> the Stugats. <laughs> you know what's funny that you say that? I think. I think gots gots means balls if I'm not mistaken. Oh, is that what it means? I think. I think. Someone correct me if I'm wrong, but I know uh, my buddy was stationed in Italy in the Navy and he came back and he taught me this and it means don't break my balls. It's non in an Italian it's uh, non ci scazzo gots. Oh, well then it's for sure. The gots. Yeah. yeah. So his 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 boat has his balls boat the gots. I like it's that. It's called the stugats. And I had to pause and was like the stugats. And I remembered him being like, "Hey, I'm going to be on the stugats." And I was like, that was the name of his freaking boat. <laughs> that is all I want to say about the Sopranos. So how do you even spell that? Dude, S-T-U-G-O-T-T-S or G-G-O-T-Z, maybe. The Stugats boat. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> Stugats. <laughs> uh, oh, and we immediately start going into Italian racism. It's like, the first thing I see, what does Ditsun mean? I'm not going to say. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh a lot, of, Here we go. a lot of Moulians, I had to look that up. Lots it, of that. Gee, I was like, Jesus Christ. I forgot how crazy and off the hook his mom is. Because it's just been so long since Dude. I've seen Sopranos. So I'm on that episode where, um, I think it's like one of the first ones. But it is one of the first ones. But we're like, uh, they, they want to get her uh, someone to care for her because she's oh, set her kitchen the black, on fire. Yeah. The black lady. And she's like, you know those blacks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and by the way, it means this cock or this dick. So you were right. <laughs> I, mean, well, I thought it was balls, but yeah, and, that's and, awesome. But one thing I will say that this, I remember watching it back in the day and thinking these people are just, even though they're horrendous, I'm like, oh yeah, kind of, they're horrible people, Dan. Terrible. They terrible are people. terrible people. And I'm like, as a 20 something year old, I thought this was awesome. Now I look back, I'm like, these are horrendous men, like horrendous. And, and I remember uh, um, his wife used to get on my nerves. And I'm like, that's how terrible of a kid I was, a youngin I was. Like, now I'm like, yeah, she should be mad because she knows what you do. Yeah, she's just as guilty by association. Yes. But, like, she's the only one that's kind of making sense. She has the most rational mind out of all of them. It's so it's such an amazing... You're going to zip through it. But, yeah, that's The Sopranos. And uh, just for Dan's sake, I will say... Um, I will give a little bit of a rundown of Blood of Zeus. I think Dan would like Blood of Zeus, too. Oh, uh, And I would give... Obviously, Sopranos is... A five out of five. It's a legendary show. Um, I would say Blood of Zeus. Uh, the Blood of Zeus is, is uh, about a commoner living in ancient Greece. Heron discovers his true heritage as a son of Zeus and his purpose to save the world from a demonic army. That's exactly what it is. What it is is demons come back, and this kid realizes that he is the son of a god, one of the many. Because Zeus was a horrible person. If anybody knows about the mythology, Zeus was just hor- he was horrible. Um, so he's one of his many sons, and he's trying to kill these demons that come back. And it's a fantastic, fun. Um, it's just a, there's no meaning you're going to get out of it. They're not trying to make some deep, purposeful thing. But what I will say is there's a lot of gore, which in anime I just love. I love when an anime has has gore. It 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 does it for me. So I I it was eight episodes. I watched it and it was good. And I would give the blood of Zeus. I would say a three. Uh I would say a two point eight out of 
five, two point eight out of five raving lunatic demons. That's what I will give it. A 2.8. It's very strong. It's something that you can you can actually legitimately wash clothes, fold clothes, and do all that stuff while you're watching it. I love it when you go from like a 3 to a 2.8, and I'm wondering what makes it better than a 2.75. What happens is um, when I, I have to consider, like in my brain, I consider everything I've given a 3, and I think, is this show as good as that 3 I gave out? And I'm like, no, it's not, so I have to lower it. And is this show... Like only five uh, percent less good than his house. No, it's a few more percentage points lower than that. So I have to lower it. That makes sense to me. Hey, before we do the main one, do you mind if I do a really quick please, review on something please. I'm super excited about? Yeah. Okay. It's nothing I've watched. Uh, actually, it kind of is. But um, you've heard me talk about this band before, Mister Bungle. You've heard oh, me talk yeah, about yeah, this yeah, several yes. times before. So last week, last Friday, I believe the thirtieth, they released kind of interesting see they've had three albums out right and it's always been with the main band very avant-garde stuff and you know it was the same band for three albums well 20 years ago these guys broke up and what they did mm-hmm. they've been talking about this uh like back in the day in 1986 they they made this uh this demo and it was recorded on a four track and it sounds terrible but if you listen to what they're doing they were super talented. Like these, these, they were 16 and 18 year old kids and they just wrote some of the most brutal thrash that's around like Bay area style thrash. And I am convinced that if they would have had the money and the proper, you know, wherewithal to basically record this album the way that they did just recently, like, I don't think we ever would have seen Mr. Bungle as like how they are, where it was all this really weird shit because they were so good at the thrash metal. So anyway, the, you know, the band breaks up and it was kind of like always sort of like a thorn in their side. Like, man, we never really like we love this album and it was kind of fucking brilliant what we did as kids. But it's like we never got a chance to for everyone to hear it. Uh, there was a lot of tape trading that was going around back in the day. And, and I actually got a hold of it. it was, it's called the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny is what it's called. That's the <laughs> their very first thing that they put out. So what they've done is they've kind of held on to this demo for the last 20 something years. 30 something years when they wrote this album, you know, they were fans of thrash metal. So they were fans of anthrax. They were fans of Slayer and they sort of wrote it in the stylings of them. Right. So, you know, what happens when you, when you have a, uh, this huge career and you meet all these people, you meet your heroes in real life. Mike Patton actually plays in several bands with Dave Lombardo and he's just been friends with Scott Ian. You know who Scott Ian is, right? Absolutely. If I'm not mistaken, he's the bald dude with the long beard that actually plays all the keyboards. I've watched his seminars. You're mixing him up, actually, bro. Who is he? Who am I thinking? No, you know he's also bald and he also has a long beard. But this is the—he's a guitar player. Oh, Scott Ian plays guitar. Let me look at. Yeah, him. he's a guitar player. Scott Ion. Oh, I do know who Scott Ian is. Wow, he looks similar to that guy. The dude just doesn't age, man. But so anyway. When they wrote this uh, this demo, they had these guys, yeah, right. He, but then that's that's I'll get to that part too because of the age. But they always had like that that style of music in mind. So they always had Scott Ian in mind, and they always had Dave Lombardo, who's a very like. And when you hear his drumming, you know it's Dave Lombardo. They had him in mind. Yeah. So now they're famous. They've made friends with these people, and they go back and they record this demo with the people that they had in mind when they recorded it. That's a fantastic idea. Dude, it's just sick. It sounds so fucking good. I know it's not your style of music, but it is it is the best 1986 thrash album that no one ever heard. You know what I mean? It's just it's just really really fucking good. If you read the lyrics, 
that's where the silliness gets in because Mr. Bungle was always going to kind of push the boundaries and just say some weird shit. But musically, it is so on point. So anyway, they came out with this. I pre-ordered it. And I can't stop listening to it. It's, it's just awesome. really, really good. That's awesome. And what I like about this is that uh, the next day on Halloween, they actually did a live stream and you had to pay for that. It was a, a performance. It cost 15 bucks. They, they're they from Humboldt County. They all went to Humboldt County and they, they, they I don't know if they rented or they just let them use it, but they're, they're doing this concert from the Humboldt County Public Library. <laughs> I passed by that. Oh, did you? To go to um, Avenue of the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they did it from. And their performance is fucking brutal. And I just got to see that performance. That was the last concert that I went to before all this started, which was back in February. And uh, I just feel like that's such a treat that I got to see something like that. And hopefully, if the world ever opens up again, like they're going to go out and tour this album, which they totally should. I think if you are a fan of old thrash metal, a fan of metal, you really should check this album out. I know it's got a crazy name. It's even called, it's called Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny Demo. Because that's what it was. It was a demo, and they just decided to record it again. So they kept demo in the title. But it's it's fantastic. Uh, I am just in love with this album right now, and I'm giving it a five out of five. Like, easily five out of five. If you want something new in your life, check out Mr. Bungle, Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny demo. It's sick. Uh, would you like a, a documentary I could recommend for you? Of course. Um, you probably... Have you ever heard of The Wrecking Crew? Yes. Check out the documentary. It's right up your alley. Called The Wrecking Crew. That's the name of the documentary. It's on it. Oh, it's, appropriately titled. If you obviously you know they're the backing band for every hit song that most a lot of people did. The only rivaling studio band that did as many was the Funk Brothers from Motown. Look up the Wrecking Crew band and look at the song list that they played for. They were just the they were the house band. They were the house band for Pet Sounds. That was their house band. They were the house band of Be My Baby for Phil Spector. He, they were the house band for. Everything you've listened to throughout your life, that was the wrecking crew. And uh, if you listen, if you watch the documentary, you're going to be schooled on like who the members. Glenn Campbell was like their guitar player for a long time. Um, uh, you know, these these guys are um, Leon Russell was the piano player for a while. Like the Carol Kay, legendary bass player. That was the wrecking crew. Jan and Dean, Sonny and Cher, Mamas and the Papas, Fifth Dimension, Frank Sinatra, Nancy Sinatra. Yeah, that's that's a quite the <laughs> that catalog. Is, right that there. is the catalog. They were like up, up and away. That was they're like yeah. Anything you hear now, that was us. We played everything, and it's just they just played. They stayed in the studio and just played and played and played and played and played and played and played. And, played and sure enough, you know. And so if you like music documentaries, dude, this is a damn documentary. Watching What's it these, on? it's on. Uh, you have to rent it. Or you can get it off of Libby. the The book is on Libby. You, oh, you mean I have to read now, Steve? No, you can listen to it. It's also on. Uh, I, ha- I have a book that I'm going to be reading already. So. What are you reading? Video Palace, sir. Well, yeah, that's going to be the eyeless of course, man. dude. And and the thing is, I wonder if he really if he's eyeless, in fact, or if it's just a switcheroo. Who or what is the eyeless man? I don't know. I don't. But I, I know three people that are going to know very soon. And I know I know two that didn't. Uh, you know. Help, help the contest. Who? <laughs> Who? Uh, you can put any of them, and I know much more than two, actually. You know what I'm saying. I'm making them feel bad, and I apologize. I apologize. All right, let's, show today. let's get to the thing we both did watch. Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Let's do this, man. The uh, the show of the week, in my opinion. Show of the month, perhaps. Oh, Possibly wow. show of the year. Maybe. Oh, I don't know, man. Whoa. I don't know. Like, Let me just tell you right now. The boys? Uh, what we're talking about. What's uh, Well, listen. <laughs> It's it's a different vibe, as you know, right? Yes. But um, this popped up into my screener feed like, jeez, 
maybe two months ago, a uh-huh. little over a month ago. Yeah, like a month and a half ago. And I don't like to watch these things right away because mm-hmm. I'll just forget. I'm an old stone. Absolutely. What can I say, folks? I'll forget, you know, and I won't I, I don't feel like I can do a really good review that way unless I like watch it again or take some notes or something. And even, even if I take notes and go back to them, it still doesn't feel genuine to me. So I just said, I'm going to wait. And then whatever happened and I completely forgot. But Gail watched this right the first week that we got it. And she was raving about this shit. She's like, this is so fucking good. Like, like I have, this is something that I would not be into normally, but mm-hmm. I am so into this right now. You've mm-hmm. got to watch it. And I was like, ah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. And I completely forgot. And then suddenly it comes out on Netflix. I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably watch that. So what we're talking about is a, uh, it's a mini series that's on Netflix right now. It just came out last week and it's called the Queens Gambit mm-hmm. stars Anya Taylor joy as Beth Harmon, Bill camp as Mr. Scheibel, uh, Christina Seidel as Helen Deardoff and Rebecca Root as Ms. Lonsdale. And guess what? Like a whole shit ton of people really is in this show. The Queens Gambit is a fictional story that follows the life of an orphan chess prodigy named Beth Harmon from the age of nine to 22 during her quest to become the world's greatest chess player while struggling with emotional issues and drug and alcohol dependency. Story begins in mid 1950s and proceeds into the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big fan of Anya Taylor-Joy. I've always raved about that movie, Thoroughbreds. I just think it's fantastic. And uh, I I want everyone to watch this movie if you haven't seen it. And to be honest with you, I haven't seen her in a whole bunch of other movies. But there's just something about this woman that uh, she she knows her shit. And she's also beautiful, but in this like weird kind of way. Like she Mm -hmm. looks like she could be in like Lord of the Rings or some shit like that. You know what I mean? She she looks like an elf to me is what I'm saying. But um, the acting that she does in this, the story that they create in this, all of it is fictitious, but like it was so good. I actually had to go back and look to see if it was. I didn't know if that was the case. I thought maybe there was a Beth Harmon that actually yeah. existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's this, this, I don't know what you, what you thought about this, Steve, but like I could not put this down. I stayed up super late to finish watching it. I was just like, just glued to the screen the entire time. And it was like, what surprised me about it is I'm not into chess. I don't know how to play chess. I don't understand chess, but like this show I could imagine like people that do play chess. There are probably parts in this show where like you're, you know, like when you're watching like a sports movie and you know, shit's going to start popping off pretty soon and oh, they're winning or whatever. Or they just do something like there's just stuff in here that going above my head because I don't understand chess. But that said, it's it was um, I don't want to say exciting to watch it. Super interesting, though. Uh, It made me want to kind of learn about chess, actually. And her story is really what like I found the most compelling. Like you, you see this this nine year old girl. Her parents are killed. She becomes an orphan. And in the orphanage, you've seen this in movies, I'm sure, you know, they like to give you the medication. So what ends up happening and without really breaking the movie or the uh, series down is she becomes super dependent on these to a point where it's just absurd. There's a certain part in this in this um, series where she breaks into the pharmacy and what she does in this pharmacy is ridiculous. And I'll just let you check it out. But um, from I guess, you know, from tripping on the medication that she's on, she started seeing like the shadows on the ceiling and, it, and it's kind of like imagine like a chessboard. And there she could like work this shit out in her head. She was like a I guess a prodigy would be better than a savant. But she was like super, super good at this shit. But there was just something about this show that just kept me glued the entire time. And I guess it's just the quality of acting that's in it. Um, I, like I said, I just couldn't put it down. So um, before I go any further, what did you think? Uh, this is, I mean, these, these are the type of shows that are right up my alley. Someone that's really, really, really good at something and excels at that thing. Um, I thought it was, uh, what I will say is um, the first, my favorite parts of this show were when she was in the, in the orphanage. That was my favorite part. Because my favorite part of, of these sort of stories is when a person realizes 
that I am really good at something. And when other people start realizing, oh my God, you are really good. And then the the hard thing for me is when to hold my attention when now everyone knows you're really good. Now it's about, well, can you accomplish this thing now? And so that's where I'm at right now. And it's still good. But I'm I was I mean, I think it's gonna end up being a really good show. But man, when I watched those first three episodes, man, holy crap. Yeah. I was like, this kid, man, like she just didn't know. She just knew I understand this matrix. I see the matrix in this game. And she for some reason she did, and I thought it was fascinating. And now it's about um you have to be in the mood for emotional, uh, for emotional, uh, uh, I don't know, conflict a little. Like, is she gonna, you know, when, when two people are in a room and it's uncomfortable, you have to be in the mode for that. I was like, there are times where she's with another a person, um, and, you know, the sexual tension, and I would have to be like, oh, I'm not in the mood for sexual tension today. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, okay, now I could go back to the show. I had to be in the mood. I think now after today, I'll be in the mood for more tension in my life. <laughs> but at the time, I was <laughs> yeah. like, I can't do emotional tension today. The will he or won't he? Now, what I will say is there is actually, I'm not going to ruin it for people. There is a person, and I'm interested to hear the listeners' uh, thoughts on it. There's a person in the story that kind of exits at a certain point to move on with this their lives to be like, I need to be a, a this at this point. I'm not into this game. Like you are. I really wanted more of that person too. There's a character I thought was just done. We'd never see that. Per- and the reemergence was so fun to see how, um, in a way it's a fantastic thing that she has. And in another way, it stunts her growth. Everyone else grew up like they did other stuff. And this person focused on this thing. And I love how people are kind of warning her on how, be careful, man, because it could just take over your life when you're, when you're just wrapped, just wrapped, enraptured by this one thing. And it's, but also it's yeah. a beautiful thing when you're in, enra- like you turn out to be the best thing in the world. But when you look at the best people in the world, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, name them that were the best. It rarely ends magnificently. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And yeah. there's a reason yeah. for that. And I just thought it got me to think so much deeper. That's what I loved about the show. It made me think about things that the show, I know the show meant to do that too. Because there were little quotes that they put in. Um, you know, people trying to tell her that chess isn't life. Make sure you're good at this thing, but it's not your life. You know that, right? And I thought that was a beautiful thing to add to it. And I think they did a really good job of like exactly what you're talking about, of showing us. And it's not necessarily like we're in her head, but it's showing us all these external things that she could be living and and um, getting her stimulation from. But it's just like this straight up obsession. Obsession, and she only, dude. Obsession. And she only really relates to people that have the same obsession. Bingo. Much like golf or poker, when you're into it, you are like super, super into it. And it's not just about playing a game anymore. It becomes a science almost, you know, a, um, a technique that you have to hone. And, and it's um, there's a certain skill set there that that's just it's something that has to be built up over time. Yes. And this is what she focused on her entire life. You know what I mean? At least the, the part that we see of it. Basically, her quest is to beat this Russian guy. 
right? She wants to be the best in the world and she has to beat this Russian guy. But even like him, the way I know you're not there yet, but even like her, her um, very minimal exchanges with him, it's all based on chess, but it's just the way that they do it. It's just so goddamn classy. I, yes. I just, I don't know what it is about this, man. It's like, it's not the normal thing that I would, uh, that I would be into, I guess. Like I, I don't norm. I wouldn't necessarily call this a period piece, but there are times when you go back into a certain period. I'm like, ah, it's it's cool. I'm just this, this isn't something I, yes. I, I appreciate it. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just right. not something that I'm into. And for whatever reason, this just locked me in. And I think a big part of it is Anya Taylor Joy. I just think she's phenomenal. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, and a beautiful girl too. And like, I think they picked one of the more perfect people to play this character in that time because she totally has that look. She can pull that look off very well. So just aesthetically, like it's it's the way it's shot. Everything. It's just a fantastic show. Loved it. Yes, absolutely. And I, I love, I think, I don't know where they're going with it, but, uh, you know, there's a scene where she's describing um, her playing someone that was really good and being like, well, that person played like a robot. And the person talking to her was like, yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. And she's like, yeah, but there's, you know, you don't feel it. And she's getting it. He, the person's trying to explain to her, it's not about feeling. That dude is a robot because he's memorized every single move you can make. It's not a f- game of feeling. These people memorize the board. It's not a, I feel like I should make this move. They know what move to make because they memorized every possible play. She didn't get She didn't get that. She's like, but I've been a natural for so long. It's been something that I could just see how the moves are going. And he's like, they don't have to see how the moves are going to go because they've memorized every move. <laughs> he's a robot. There yeah. is no feeling there. And I'm like, that is really special. It's going to be feeling versus, but now she's being taught the let's go through every single possible move so that now you can become that robot, not just going off of this thing you've been going off of, which he, you know, there's a, there's a part where they do just like in central park, they do speed chess. Speed chess is, is where you're going off feeling and her being beat on her own terms of feeling was driving her crazy. It was driving her crazy and he's, you know, and it, I love the, I love how they were really turning, showing, being like, yeah, you can be natural at an art form, but you should probably learn the mechanics of that art form before you learn to break the rules of those mechanics. Cause you can't say, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't ever learn how to read music because I just go off the top of my brain. But like, yeah, you can do that, but you should also learn the theory behind the rules you're breaking so that you know what rules you're breaking. It's the same thing they're yeah. teaching here. And I just think it's fascinating, man. It's really fascinating because she knows she knows the feeling. She knows how to improvise. But someone she ran into was a robot of theory. And that's tough to beat. <laughs> that is a, t- When someone has memorized every possible move. That's crazy. I like that you like that because I don't know how far you are, but you're going to start seeing her working that shit out in her head. Like on the board, it's pretty Which cool. Is brilliant. It's and yeah. I think I think that um, um, there's a part where it it made me feel like there's a part where he talks about how other countries are great because they like they work together. They'll play each other to sharpen each other's knives. They right. sharpen each other. He's like America. We don't do that. We're individualists, so we have no one to sharpen our knives. And I'm like, that's still accurate today. 
very very Such accurate thing yeah it's a yep. very you go to other countries you know you sit at the piano and they'll be like oh, oh oh you should here's what i was doing on stage do this scale whereas you ask somebody here they'll be like oh you know i'll just do a little something you know no big deal be like yeah because we don't sharpen each other because we're afraid well what if you're get what if you get better than me other countries are like yeah that's the goal i hope you do get better than me that means you're better good have fun do your thing america no 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 you're not going to be a better MRI tech than I am does not compute. No yeah, exactly. heck, no. How did you do that right there? Oh, you, you, no big thing. It's always about keeping things close to your chest. Bingo. You know what I mean? And Bingo. those little things you don't want to give out. Yeah, Bingo. Exactly. That's what keeps your edge. And and I think the most the best people at their art form, whether it be music, whether it be chess, whether it be um, sailing, you know, canoeing, whatever you're great at. You'll teach someone else everything you know, because like Timbaland said, I can give you every single one of my my packs of drums, every drum I've ever used. And you're not going to be able to be me because there's only one me. I'm Timbaland. So take all my drum sounds. I'm still better than you because of who yeah. I am. It's not about what I use. It's who I am. So people that are really good at the thing, I was like, they're like, I could teach you every scale I know, every chord change I know. But you're not going to be, I'm not worried about you being better than me because there's only one me. You'll play as the best you, but there's only one me. And I'm like, that's beautiful. Russians are like, yeah, just be, okay, you beat me. So what? Okay. Congratulations. I just thought, and so I'm very eager to see what this show, I'm going to finish it. But right when the yeah, show started, should. I was like, well, this is my show. This is right up my alley. This is my sort of thing. So yeah, I would, uh, for the rating, um, for you rate first, you rate first. Okay. I will. I will say one more thing though. I do want to give like a huge shout out to Harry Milling who, um, he's in this and Harry Milling. If you don't know who he is, think of Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. He's the, he's the bully in Harry Potter. And this kid has come a long way, man, like a, a really long way. And he's kicking ass on Netflix. Like he's found his home. So like, you know, if you saw him in the old guard, he kicked ass in that. Uh, he was most recently in the devil all the time. This dude is fucking killing it on Netflix right now. Like he's just, he's a way better actor than I thought he was going to be because, you know, you see this little British bully that doesn't really have a big part and he's supposed to be an asshole in it. You don't, you kind of, at least I did. I, I sort of just sort of painted him into that corner, but this dude's killing it. He's a great, great actor. So Harry Melling, check him out if you know who I'm talking about. And if not, you'll see him in the Queen's Gambit and you're going to love it. And you'll be like, yeah, Dan, Dan was fucking right. Now, as far as my rating goes, I absolutely love this. This is one of the one of my favorite things that I have seen this year. Uh, it's weird. Like, I feel like we have, even though we've watched a ton this year, Steve, it almost seems like we haven't because we haven't been going to the theater and everything like that. But um, I have seen quite a few things, and, and this is definitely one of my favorites. So I'm going to go ahead and give it like the the grand prize, if you will, the five out of five. I'm giving it five out of five uh, handfuls of pills. Great, great series. That is awesome. Um, I don't know if I should rate it now. I'll rate it based off what I've seen so far. I will give this an easy, an easy, so far, 3.5 out of 5 shadow chessboards. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Yeah. It's it's great, guys. Check this one out. Seriously. Like, even There's no way that you'll dislike it. You know what I mean? No. Just check it out. It's Mm-mm. just, it's too fantastic not to like. So no, 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 no. You're no. welcome. Enjoy Would you that. say, so you're putting this above uh, Ted Lasso? Uh, see, the thing is, and that's why I said, like, I'm not sure because there are, there, that's definitely in the, uh, 
the contender. Did you give a five? Like, you gave a five out of five to Ted Lasso. I've given five out of five to Ted Lasso. I've given five out of five to the boys, and of course this one too. Huh. It's and Dave as well. Those have been my four favorite things that I've watched on television this year that I can just think of right off the top of my head. And I they're so different that I don't really know how I'm going to like when the noises come. I don't know exactly where I'm going to go. Yeah, because that's they gonna be they tough. all did something different for me. Where the I can say if it was like you know. Um, the most heartwarming show that I've seen this year is going to Ted Lasso, but that's not exactly what I'm getting at. I'm going to have to figure it out. A little You're going to have a but tough year, dude. It's going to be a tough one, man, but this one is de- <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely up there, man. Queen's Gambit. Check it out. Because I think there's ones we also forgot. Like, we're going to go back to January and be like, oh, crap. I forgot about that show. That was dope. I know. I, know. <laughs> I was doing was so dope. well, too. I was actually, I had like a list of all the movies I was watching, where I saw them, when I saw them and everything. And it just died. <laughs> like COVID kicked in. I'm like, fuck this list. And There's I just, gonna I be, dude, we're going to see some, we're going to, if I go back, we're, I'm going to look at some TV shows we reviewed and be like, Oh crap. That's yeah, we probably always do, my TV show. We always kind of do this thing before the noises where either Steve will come over or we'll talk on the phone and we'll kind of like plot out how we're going to, we basically write the noises. Yeah. Uh, th- this should be interesting this year. I really want to see where where we go and where you go with this too. I'm kind of curious what your favorite show is. I'm going to call it. I'm going to call out something. I don't think I know what won't win. I will be shocked if um uh I would well I don't know, but I would be shocked if the boys wins for you this year. Cuz I've heard you talk about other things way more than that. And again, it's it really depends on how something makes you feel like yeah. the boys makes you feel a certain thing where it's like, Oh, that's, I mean, they say it's, it's fucking diabolical. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, it's that kind of thing. Like, Oh, look at that thing explode or Holy shit. That's the craziest thing I've seen on television. But, and it's a fantastic show as if you've watched it, you know what I'm talking about, but there are certain shows that just give you certain feelings. Yeah. Heartwarming scenes. Yeah. Or, or, you know, or an exchange between two characters. And I can say that even like like right now. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I don't think that uh, I'll even take Dave, for instance. There's some scenes in Dave that, that didn't like. That was really good. That made me emote way more than anything in The yeah. Boys. In fact, I don't think I really emoted in The Boys. It was just more of like a, you know, like a popcorn movie kind of. You're watching this just fast paced, crazy thing that's going on that just happens to be very well written. Yeah, I so, would say nothing has stuck the landing like the boys did they yeah, started slow the but their landing stick and the shade they threw to four to, to 45 oh bro yeah. it was just what i and also i don't know if anything dude we have a tough year for the noise man because ted lasso was really good dude it just didn't stick the landing mm-hmm. for me so it's gonna be like okay which one do you give more points for something that was great overall and didn't stick or something that was decent overall and just destroyed? The- it's going to be like, oh, dude, what? And and also, we have to decide. We got to get together and there's going to be like 20 shows we forgot about and decide which ones make it to the noises. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've got a lot of writing to do, sir. There's a lot. <laughs> this was a great television year, dude. Absolutely. I mean, the morning they, show Television stepped up for us, man. We couldn't get out to the theater. Television stepped up. Wait, did you like the morning show? I did. Yeah, I did like the morning show. Now, I would I put it in one of the best shows of the year? No. No, no, no. no there's not. There's not even going to be a... The, dude, we're going to have a fun time, but I got to get out here. I got to go myself, my friend. Happy birthday, man! Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I'm getting up there, though, man. Like, I don't know how many shows we got left at this point. I'm an old man. You know what I'm Gee, saying? will you stop it? Will you stop I it? I might you retire have, next week. You have a I'm, good 50 years, 50 to 60 years left in you. 
I'm just saying I might retire next week, Steve. Oh, that's understandable. That's understandable. I'm going to be like uh, like Samuel L. Jackson wanting to wander the earth, you know, helping people and stuff like that. <laughs> I think that's where I'm going. I don't know. I'm having this uh, middle age uh, existential crisis right now. But seriously, in all, in all seriousness, thank you very much, sir. Absolutely. Everybody, um, thank you for listening. Can't wait to hear more uh, wonderful voicemails. Uh, I'm looking forward to see what, what Tara brings from PM Don. Looking forward to hear what uh, wonderful Shannon has to say about my dope, amazing lineup picks. Can't wait to hear what Nana's going to be like. Hey, yo, I can't hear myself in these headphones. Let me rap real quick. Can't wait to hear his next rap. I love you guys. Peace out. Happy birthday. There's lots of things that he's expecting from you guys. So just, you know, you, you, it's, it's, you've been challenged, I guess you could say. Hey, guess what, man? This is like the end of another Heroes of Noise episode. You've been listening to episode 135. I have a feeling 136 is coming pretty quickly. And also, we have a new Patreon episode that'll be coming out sometime next week. I personally have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of um, things you don't normally hear on this particular show, on that show. Lots been going on this week, and there's a lot of questions I have for Steve. So anyway, uh, until then, y'all have a great weekend, all right? I'm going to have a great weekend. It's my birthday. I'm going to just hang out and just uh, let people pamper me and shit like that. You folks do you. Have a wonderful time. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Ramirez. That dude over there, that's my homeboy right there. That is Steve Hudson, and we are this little thing called the Heroes of Noise podcast. Y'all have a great weekend. Be good to yourselves. Be good to the people around you. Peace.